wait, that was on Saturday. Um, and it's probably coming up this Saturday as well. Um, this is We Tall Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm one of those United fans, Caleb Olson, across the screen from my co-host Sasha. I should really prepare these and not just think of them right on the spot. Oh, <laughs> shit. I, um... I, I got nothing. Um, oh, shit. Ovechkin? Have you done that yet? You've probably done that already. I think we have. It's a classic. I'm bringing it back. Well, you could call me, uh, you know, Jedi Master, Sasha, because you are a pod one Caleb. I don't know if you watched the Bad Batch <laughs> this week. I have not. Uh, well, there's a, there's a new canon char- uh, character, and this is the only spoiler you'll get, and his name is uh, Caleb. And I was like, oh, look at that. Awesome. A little, Jedi, little Jedi kid. So. Uh. My mine Finally, was easy this week. All of, all of my letters to George Lucas have paid off. <laughs> I, I think the reason why Star Wars is getting good again is because George Lucas doesn't have his hands <laughs> or any influence on it anymore. Uh, just my my speculation. No, I've been watching uh the Mighty Dutch series on Dis- the old Disney Plus. And have you have you watched that at all? No. Oh, uh, it's have you watched the movies though? Yeah, I mean I remember seeing all three throughout my childhood. Okay, I I was obsessed. Okay, I was absolutely obsessed with the Mighty Ducks. That was the coolest movie, movie series ever. It's probably, I mean, one of the best trilogies of my childhood for sure. <laughs> um, and I def like D two Mighty Ducks masterpiece. And this TV series like hits all those nostalgia buttons, and also like is pretty funny in some parts too. So it's like right in my wheelhouse. So, I mean, if you if you like hockey, the Mighty Ducks series, and just a good old time, it's on Disney Plus. Go watch it. It's a lot of fun. Gordon Bombay's back. Laura Life from Gilmore Girls plays the main character's mom. I still don't know her character's name, so I just call her Laura Life from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I mean, that's her most famous role. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, those movies, those Disney... Those uh, my Dutch movies put a lot of expectations on my future that I did not that did, did not hold true. Like Iceland's terrible at hockey. It turns out I thought they'd be really good. <laughs> and like you can't like not have money at a restaurant. And be like oh I'll just wash the dishes that'll be fine. No you'll probably get arrested. <laughs> yeah. Very misleading. And you uh you weren't able to rollerblade through Mall of America as many times as you wanted. And, it turns uh, out you can't jump a like <laughs> cement truck with the rollerblades because you don't you, you can't get that air, Charlie. And, and you can't you can't rollerblade from Mall of America to downtown St. Paul Mickey's Diner. <laughs> <laughs> like any kid who could do that, you'd be like, put them in I don't know a marathon running. Yeah, okay. speed skating. Yeah, that speed, too. Yeah, come on. Yeah, they they make the Twin Cities seem so much smaller. Right. It's wild. That, that was before the light rail too, so there's like not these kids aren't even like fucking taking the transit from one to the other. And they're not even breathing hard. They're just like, oh man, that was that was good. I think they're at uh, uh, Bede Matista at at one point too during that whole rollerblading thing. Mm. It's just, just t- Taylor had never seen them, and so I made her watch them, of course, because I love her, and that's why what I do to show my love for things that I love for my childhood on the people that I do love now. And she was like, this is ridiculous. How did they skate from like this shop in St. Paul to the Mall of America? It's not even St. Paul. It's in Bloomington. I'm like, I know. It's crazy, right? <laughs> it's great. I love it so much. Don't ruin my childhood. Right. 
Uh, <laughs> this is gonna be. I don't know how to transition to this, but let's get into it. Yeah, let's do. We have a lot of MLS games to uh, go through. Um. And some European stuff. We have a champ, a, a few championship matchups across the globe to preview, so that'd be fun. Um, but we're gonna start here with the MLS roundup from last weekend. Um, yeah, first game of the week. Red Bulls to Chicago nil. Yeah, and this was a very clear example of Chicago being poor and New York clearly being better. First goal is textbook. Fabio chases it down to the line, passes back perfectly. No, no Chicago defenders close to it. Uh, so Casillas just able is able to one time it uh, to the back of the net. Second goal was the one that was getting all the the highlights on Twitter because one of the Cadens, uh, you know, Caden Clark does a crane volley kick uh, to get New York's second goal. It seems he can only do like ridiculously whimsical or creative goals. He can't just have like a standard goal. Yeah, and they always fly in weird. Like cause one early this year, I was like. Hit off his like his shin weirdly and just lobbed over the keeper into the bar back corner. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, better to be lucky than good sometimes, but also he's also really good. Yeah. Uh, that's game. False out late three. Kansas City one. Maybe the loons aren't bad. Maybe RSL is just really good. I just say that. I I think honestly there's some merit to that because they have been looking really strong this season. Um, the second part of that is that SKC's defense like. Kind of showing hints of like the defensive past years, like two years ago, because uh, Rubio Rubin on that third goal was able to just dance in front of all four defenders, pick his spot, you know, to tee up like nobody's challenging him while he's going to set up his shot, and gets an easily shot off to to make it three one. Ask ask I see. Cool. That's well. Maybe we can beat Kansas City when we play them at some point. Oh God. Maybe we'll get points then. <laughs> um, let's name Montreal nil, Columbus nil. Uh, Columbus somehow managed to uh, detain the offensive powerhouse that is Mason Toy. No long-range banners, banners from the former Loon this week. Uh, Houston won. LAFC won. Corey Barrett for, scored his first goal for LAFC. I forgot that he was not at Salt Lake anymore. <laughs> I, I did as well until I saw the highlights, yeah. Um, he gets a really easy uh, ground pass, and he's completely unmarked at the back post, so all he has to do is just tap it in. Houston was able to, like, equalize two minutes later, though. A great cross from Fafo Picot makes the run up the left-hand side, and Tyler Pash is in the right spot, and he put, gets gets the equalizer. Yeah, Tyler Pasher, a player who was with Indy 11 last year, who I really wanted the Loons to go after. He's one of those players, he, I believe he's Canadian, so, like, with the homegrown rules, like, he would have taken up an international spot. He's fit in really well with this Houston offense so far, and it's good to see him get... I think his first goal for them, but the first game of the year, he was really melding with that front four very well. Tab Ramos is basically, he, he might be the, the steal of the season if he continues this pace. New England 2, Atlanta 1. I mean, they're sad crabs, but the crabs are out, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, all, all, <laughs> all we have this year so far is Atlanta losses. Yeah, to be happy let, about. Yeah. Let us have this, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, Carlos Hill, um, soft chip into the botch that Brandon by former crow, part of the murder of Minneapolis City, um, converts uh, kind of a deft leaping header that he wasn't leaping up but leaping like in front of the defender like sideways and kind of pushing it in. Um, 
And then I did uh, utilize on the penalty, but Carlos Hill, uh, once again, proving that he is still really good as far as the winner for New England. Um, you kind of forgot that because last year he was injured for a long stretch of the season. Doesn't seem to be that way now. Well, yeah, teams are good. Yeah, staying consistent, consistently good in the East. Uh, Orlando three, Cincy zero. Actually, you know both those teams are being consistent in their form. Uh, oh, but yeah, Teshokin, yeah, scored the fastest goal in Lions history. Uh, Orlando were up one zero within thirty seconds, and uh, Cincinnati doesn't have a defense. There, there was one screenshot I saw. I think it was before Orlando's third goal of the game where there were literally two defenders in the box and then four attacking players and that's how they scored like I don't know where the fullbacks were or anyone else but it was four on two and the goalkeeper it's like turns out signing Brenner for 13 million doesn't fit your defense uh, Philadelphia nil NYCFC to the supporters shield uh, defenders, winners of last defenders, year. Defenders, yeah. Yeah, Supporter Shield defenders. Um, not having a great start to the season so far. And the red card for uh, Joseph Martinez. I mean, you say it's a soft red. I dude, so. Tarate, dude, dude, Tarate chopped Castellanos in the face. He <laughs> <laughs> tried to chop him pretty hard. And by try to chop him, I mean like full forearm into the chin as he's falling down. Okay. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna say this end up coming game. I think we can give Philadelphia some leeway because they're playing multiple games. They're also playing Concacaf, right. so I wouldn't write this off as Philly being bad. I think maybe just as more them being more tired and down a man. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cassianos did score. He pulled a, uh, I think it was a Rabona for his goal um, after a bad back pass by Jacob Glesnes. Um When Martinez was sent off, however, Medina had already given NYCFC the lead. Um, after the sending off, it was a, a big ask for Philadelphia to get any points out of this game. Uh, Dallas for Portland won. And it's a good week for you. Might minus the Minnesota results, but Portland loses. Spoiler alert: Seattle wins. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Portland played the tallest and second youngest goalkeeper in MLS history, and phew, it did did not work out. Hunter Solte is 19 years old and six seven, and is also not ready for that. <laughs> that's that's kind of cruel to put a kid in a game against FC Dallas. I feel like. Well, um. I mean, Dallas is also playing like 19 year olds all across the <laughs> their starting eleven as well. <laughs> fair fair enough um this is also like i said they portland had to play in in Concacaf, um so I, i'm gonna put this up to them being tired but dallas is a good team yeah um, yeah you're definitely right with that portland's rotating to be ready for their counter-def game um but i've seen some people on twitter say we should put emmings in goal Fred I means uh is two years two years younger and also two inches shorter than uh, Hunter Solte. Let him develop and not just have his ego or confidence just smashed into the dirt. Like that's the decision you make when like halfway through the season we've 
lost our coach and we're not going to make playoffs. <laughs> then you're like, yeah, fucking give the kids some playtime. We're not making playoffs anyway. Don't make that decision on a week. For, yeah, four weeks in, guys. We're not at that. <laughs> we're not that far over the brink yet. And um, if I may, TSC has not been bad. Run yeah, DSC no. has been one yeah. of the best players for the Loons this year. You've probably been mad the match two of the three matches. <laughs> <laughs> for real. For real. Um, I mean, we're stalling, but here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Minnesota nil. At, uh, almost at Atlanta. Oh, thank God it wasn't. Uh, Austin won. Diego Fodundes, who seems like he's been in the lead for the past 15 years, uh, starts going to go for the match of the match. Um, Chasing close on the, down the cross. Um, Bocci and Yuta were taught on the position. And Roman didn't either thought he had help on the, his backside or didn't go for the cross to try to deflect it out. It was bad defending all around from the back line, mm-hmm. and going forward, it was it was very poor. Um, th- there were rumblings that. Sorry, I just broke right into the mic. I'm I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh man. I, I was on a uh, like a Zoom hangout with some of my college friends for the NFL draft this past week. And we usually watch the first round. One of them always comes up with a drinking game. And it was it was great fun, but I burped like on a Zoom call with my college friends, and one of them got very very like, "Oh, that's disgusting." I'm like, "Shut up, Rob! You just <laughs> shotgun two beers." <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the fences. It's not like I can smell it over here on the yeah, other exactly. side of the screen. Yeah. So everybody so, burps. So we just made fun of him the entire time for being so dainty. And if you knew Rob, he, well, he's a big guy. So it's like, you're so dainty, you big hairy man. <laughs> anyway, uh, oh shit, where was I? Oh, Talking about uh, Abelo. Yeah, Abelo well, uh, had, a, uh, had a calf strain in training the week before he started. Um, he looked all right. Probably was the most dangerous offensive player in the first half for the Loons. Uh, came off only after drilling a uh, fellow Minnesota podcaster, David Zeller, in the face. Um, as if you haven't seen yet, I mean, tweet at us. We'll, 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 we'll retweet it or send it to you in the DMs, you know. It's pretty funny. He's okay, so we can laugh about it. <laughs> um, but he was taken off. Probably shouldn't have played. He was taken off for the injury. Um, coming on again, uh, for the Loons in the second half for, again, Justin McMaster, who I thought played pretty well. Um, and Patrick Wea made his professional debut, and his first touch was a shot on goal. That was encouraging, but so... I still wanted a goal in those last 15 minutes, and we didn't have I mean, it. I mean, yeah, yeah. In the whole game, it, it, it looked like, nice. yeah, like we were we were lacking creativity in the midfield or like a quick transition, and that's because like Gregus was Gregus was on the bench, and so clear like he covers so much of the pitch and maybe he needed a rest because of last week, but like it seems like he needs to be an essential starter because like Reynoso would just get like fouled instantly as soon as he got possession. That was the, like the perfect counter plan, and every team has, seems to have figures figured us out. Right, it's like if we don't have a left wing threat, you just got to make sure, you know, they like cover the cross from Metnair because he he made those runs all the time, but like we couldn't get a ball into the right mm-hmm. person, or just shut down Reynoso, and like that's how you nullify Minnesota. Everybody's figured it is out at this point, and that's like a horrible feeling three weeks into the season. 
Um, Jeff Reuter of The Athletic and formerly of this podcast has a great article out on The Athletic about how this start isn't as bad as it is stat-wise. Um, I, I encourage you to read it, especially you, Sasha. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just instead of, uh, you know, I'll, I'm just going to send you that that article and and send a, a, a wellness check over. Are you right, man? Just read this. It'll be fine. I'm basically saying that I'll sum it up briefly that uh, Reynoso is still just as dangerous as he was last season. Just no one's finishing, basically. Um, was the first part of that article. And I think that's important to realize. Um, I thought Asani Dotson had a pretty good game, although he is way more effective in the middle of the pitch. He started on the left again. And until we have a out-and-out left winger who's not going to just tuck in and play basically an inverted such a midfield role, um, teams are going to take advantage of that. And I think, I understand why uh, Heath went with the um, Will Trap, Ozzy Alonso midfield and benched Jan because he hadn't been playing that well, but he also opens up the offense quite well with those diagonal balls to either the fullbacks or the wingers. Um, Will Trap just can't really do that and doesn't get as far forward as Jan will. At the same time, when Jan gets that far forward and someone like Will Trap is behind them, we're open to counterattacks. So maybe next game I'd like to see Jan and Ozzy back in the middle, or maybe Jan and Hassani. I think Hassani can play that defensive role pretty well and recover quicker than Trap or Ozzy can if they're out of position. Yeah. And that's a lot of what he did this game, right? He had to do all that running back on defense. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably what prevented us from giving up more than one goal. Yeah, and also run DSC, again, I think has been one of the best players for Minnesota this year. Um, we still have that trade chip for with Tyler Miller, if that's, not, that, is that, if that's something that uh, the Loons want to do. Um, I don't know, we're playing Colorado next. And it's, it's scary. But before the day, I'm looking at that bench with uh, Weah on the bench, McMaster on the bench, uh, DJ Wilson on the bench, all these young players, and new signing, Aziel Johnson, um, who's, I think, 19, as uh, our third homegrown player, um, played some professional ball in the lower divisions in France, um, either was part of the Red Bull Academy or was on the discovery list. I think it was the, the Academy. So basically um, we traded Tate and Clark for Aziel Johnson. So hopefully works out just, just as well for us. Um, but that's exciting to have that many young promising players ready to go on the bench. Yeah. So I need to, I need to stay excited if I can't be <laughs> hopeful. I like, I'm not completely pessimistic, but I am, I think just like the team, frustrated right and i think that's a lot of fans feel it's frustration because we're not a bad team we're a good team that's playing badly right and also out for the game was robin lude who again is a very important piece of that attack mm-hmm. um ethan started on the right hand side instead and they're just two very different players and i think lude's game just suits um suits our, our tactics more when he cuts in and can shoot on the left hand side and you can just easily go to the right and 
try and find the pass into the box or recycle the ball back to Roman or wherever. Um, Ethan's kind of just one note at this point. Um, not that he's a bad player or anything. Um, he did stuff a chance that he should have put away. But at, at this point, I think Ethan's more apt to playing against either a slower fullback right off the bat or coming in late and just burning those tired fullbacks because so, he still has that quick first step and just burn around people and go towards that end line and try to find the ball in. And I think he's really good at that. Yeah, and but. Maybe we can be a little more forgiving to, to Ethan Finley. His mind may have been elsewhere as his wife gave birth uh, this past week. He had a five-pound, four-ounce little kid, Blakely of Finley. So congrats to mom and Ethan Finley. Haley, sorry. And their dog, Lola. Yeah. Actually, the entire family. <laughs> yes. Um, I. Yeah, exactly. And you, you can't. You don't know how to really count for where players' mental states are. You don't. You don't know them personally. So. Yeah. Hopefully, Ethan can. As much rest as he's able to. <laughs> right. And come back just. Ready to. I don't play hard, and I still think he's a good player who should start a few games. But if Robin's available, he needs to start. On the, he needs to start on that right hand side. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I had something else. We do have one question, but I th- before we get into that, because I, I think it's going to be a long conversation yeah. about from uh, our patron Mike D. Um, if you want to ask those questions on this podcast. $3 a month, you can join our Slack channel. Um, you can get on our hashtag MNUFC sub-channel and just bemoan everything that's happening on the pitch. It's a lot of fun, I, I promise. We usually listen to Joy Division as we do it. Um, that's optional, but encouraged. <laughs> but $3 a month, you can ask us questions, join that Slack channel, and just join in the fun. I, I did... There's a movie on Netflix I watched after this game that just perked me right back up, and I think you should watch it. And it's, I think it's probably appropriate for Rain as well. This, she's what? She's four now. Yep. How does she do with movies? She's pretty good. Like she, I, I think I know which movie you're talking about. Something versus the somethings. Yeah. Something versus the Mitchells. Yeah. yeah, there's the Mitchells oh. versus the Machines. It's okay. almost two hours, which is why I maybe a couple sittings to watch it if she's. Mm-hmm. But it's just so good and like good for the entire family and just so much fun. Like the humor, there's not a lot of there's not really any adult humor I would say, but every joke is just like, oh, that's just really funny. It's clean, but it's also just hilarious. So I would recommend that if you haven't watched it yet. It'll maybe after this Saturday if we lose again, <laughs> you can just watch it and be like, "Oh, the world isn't so bad." Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rain will Rain will be like, "Daddy, why are you crying? Let's watch a movie." <laughs> I, I I will say I cried during that movie because I was laughing so hard at the end. And once you watch it, I'll tell you which part. But also Taylor was crying at the end just because she was emotional. So it's that kind of movie. Okay. So tears might be shed. No promises, though. <laughs> now on to our question from Mike D. Um, his question is, when is Heath getting fired? 
which oh man if only we knew right <laughs> and uh, I, I do want to preface this with we're three games in yeah we are three games in alright go ahead Tasha <laughs> I don't know like, we don't have the insight into the relationship between Heath and like the front office and the owners and but I get this feeling that he's kind of wormed him say wormed his way in so he's safe on the opposite side of that, we've had surprise firings happen in MLS. A lot of them happened two years ago, I think. Uh, so there's that uh, uh, you know possibility. We just wake up one Saturday, or like not even Saturday, one day, and just there's a tweet. You know, Heath's out. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I think... They would just do that. They just, just tweet, hashtag Heath out. <laughs> or, that'd, be, that'd be wild. <laughs> if, if, if the social... I don't know if the social person would like get in trouble, but maybe if they really oh, hated Keith, sure. they would just be like, hashtag Keith out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, July could happen. It could happen in July, I think. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you with that. I think if things don't turn around, if they're on promising signs, if uh, Hunu and uh, Frajapan, if they come in and they're dud, they're both duds, if Juancho is a dud, if uh, we can't figure out a bat line pairing with Boxy. It's it's a wrap if we don't improve. Um, but again, three games in, it's a long season. But I can see by midseason, if we're still near the bottom of the table, by that point, you're probably not making playoffs. After two years after your first playoff appearance, one year after your Washington Conference final exit, it's a it would be a huge step back, and that's when I think Heath's seat would be blistering hot. Um, I think it's warm right now, as it should be. You know, three losses in a row and negative six goal differential. Yeah. No. Yeah. Negative six goal differential. A team that was scoring so well last near the end of last season as well, just falling flat immediately. You can blame injuries, but also every coach can make that can blame that at some point during during the season. So it's if things don't look up from here or get better from here, July, mid July, early August, or they might just stick with him for till the end of the season and then fire him at, at the end. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, RFO has a tendency to make like, well, what's the easier decision? Like, we don't have to do the hard work. That would be kind of offensive, but that's how it feels. So they might just be like, yeah, we'll just fucking stick with them, so we don't have to like, we can look for a goal like a new coach right now, but not bring them in until the off season. Right, and for the most part, you don't want to fire a coach unless coach unless you have someone in in mind to replace him. Yeah. And as of right now, I can't really think of any coaches. That are available now that oh, obviously now that Josie Mourinho is gone. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that I would want to bring into the loons. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, but if I had to guess, either he or uh, Yapstam over since he'd be one of the first coaches to get fired this year. Yeah. Anything to add on this game or? I don't know, the future. I'm just saying, like, if we play the same way against Colorado, we're probably going to lose. 
if we play to our potential, we should get a draw at least. Because Colorado is looking kind of scary this year. That so. fr- that first half at Seattle was the best we've, we've played all year. Mm-hmm. If we can regain that, I I think we can we can get a couple points here to build up some steam. Went on to San Jose four, DC United one. This game ticked off at midnight Eastern Standard Time, which makes zero sense. Because like the Dallas Portland game and the Minnesota Austin games had ended, and then it wasn't for another hour until this game started. It's like there's nothing else on. Yeah, you're not playing with anybody. There's DC fans. I mean, if they stayed up, I'm sorry. <laughs> it wasn't good for you guys, but also, at least he had to, oh, I can just, I'll just go to bed. If you say that at like a three o'clock game, it's like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. I've been drinking since, I've been drinking since 9 a.m. I, I feel attacked right now, Sasha, and. <laughs> Hold on, I'm calling myself out. You don't have to feel attacked. You're, okay, you're in like company. Okay, good. <laughs> Cheers. Yep. Yeah, uh, San Jose. Really dead Bloomington zone. Jackson Yule just a brace, which is two goals if you're counting along at home, um, which is also more than the Loons have scored all this season. So, yay, Minnesota, Bloomington. His first goal was a beauty, just like he had in that uh, Olympic qualifier. First, it's like a long-range volley. Uh, second was a header in. Very easy. Um, Kate Cowell, the other CC. Kate uh, also had a very good goal. So, he got a goal and assist this game, so... Encouraging teams to play their kids. Yeah, for sure, for real. And Tate Towell and I already forgot his name. Tate and Clark. I just I just roll up. Yeah. One of you guys need, needs to change your name. Is your middle name like a B or an F or something? Go by that. Because you're too close in age. You play too similar position. I can't keep up. Yeah, I mean, Kate Cowell should just change his name to Kate Kyle Wandalowski, and then we'll <laughs> we'll have it very clear. <laughs> No, but then you'll start playing poorly and missing sitters. Come on, Sasha. <laughs> and getting red cards when you're already in the lead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. San Jose's looking really scary this year. Like, the first three goals were all very clean, long-range goals that would have been even hard for DSC to save. So. I'm good for them. I'm glad. I'm, I hope no DC fan stayed up for the entire time to watch that because just go to bed, man. It's not worth it. Uh, Nashville nil, Miami also nil. Can you can you prove this game happened? Yes, because it follows the pattern of Nashville getting a draw with every game so far this season. So it fits. Oh, if okay. it's zero zero, it must have happened because that is how, how Nashville game would go. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, so- Seattle three, Galaxy nil. Go ahead, Sasha. You can gloat for a good minute and a half or so. Uh. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I am happy at this game. It was kind of scary at first seeing LA. Uh, Greg Vanny's clearly turning their team into a much stronger team that can switch the pitch very quickly on you uh, and get get shots off. Despite that, though, Schmetzer, the IRS guy, keeps the lead in the Schmetzer-Vanny derby. Uh, Rui Diaz had a great first goal crossing from uh, Brad Smith, who also got his second goal uh, this game. And it's it's clear that those two are uh, in sync. And if you can't lock down Brad Smith on the left, he's gonna beat you and find his man in the middle. So, yeah, Seattle three, LA zero. And our last match of the weekend, Vancouver nil, 
Colorado won. Yoderubo with the only goal in this game. Marco Santos probably also feeling his butt get a little bit warm after this. Um, Loons face Colorado next. This is at Colorado, and I'll r- remind the listeners that if you don't count last year's playoff game, every other match between these two teams was decided by one goal. So there's that. I wanted to remind Minnesotans that marijuana still is not legal, so even though our team is in Colorado, does not mean you get to get high without consequences. That said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a narc. Yeah, we, so. we won't tell. <laughs> exactly. You holding, <laughs> listener? Are you holding? As long as they're not Stu Holden. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Contra Taft Champions League. Philadelphia won. Atlanta United won. Philadelphia advances 4-1 on aggregate. I'm probably the only MLS side to advance the semifinals. I, did, I, think, I think we predicted this happening. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know what? Philly, you can drop out of the competition now. You did God's work <laughs> by knocking out <laughs> Atlanta United and keeping them from ever uh, hoisting that trophy. So, good job, Philly. Moving on. Uh, all, of other, all the three other uh, MLS teams were knocked out by leader MX sides. Cruz Azul beat Toronto 4-1 in aggregate. Monterey beat Columbus 5-2 aggregate. This was... Tied 2-2 after the first leg, and then, oh. I don't, man, it's the hope that kills you. Anyway, and Club America beat Portland 4-2 on aggregate. This game was also 1-1 after the first leg. Again, just taking that hope and just stabbing it really hard in the heart and just like, ah, fuck you, Portland, fuck you, Columbus, ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we've got the semifinals coming up uh, August 10th. Both games here played. Club America will face Philadelphia, and Monterey will face Cruz Azul. The winner of that Monterey-Cruz Azul game is probably going to be the winner, but on the off chance, Philly beats Club America and then beats one of those two teams. You know, they could probably just, like, relax for the rest of the season because it doesn't matter if you don't make playoffs or win the Shield or anything if you're the first MLS team to ever lift CONCACAF. So... Good luck, Portland or Philadelphia. May God have mercy on your souls. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're going to move across the sea to Europe. Uh, Chelsea and Man City make the Champions League final in Istanbul a full English after knocking out PSG and Real Madrid. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad PSG it won't be a full English. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm just I'm glad that uh, PSG got knocked out. Fuck Neymar. All right. And unfortunately for Sasha, it won't be a full English in the Europa League final. Um, Manchester United will face Villarreal as Arsenal and Roma are knocked out earlier today. Thoughts, Arsenal Sasha? Had, Arsenal had to score one goal. To, so they would advance. It would be 2-2 on aggregate, but they advance on the way goal. They need to score one goal at home. And they couldn't do it. So it makes sense why Arteta was like, fuming mad at the end of this your team can't even score a goal at home man that's pathetic and Villarreal's coach um, Unai Emery who was the coach at their, at Arsenal before uh, Arteta came um, if I mean barring a Premier League miracle this would be the first next year would be the first season in 25 years where Arsenal would not be in any European competition 
and that's rock bottom. Uh, do you think they want to rejoin the Super League? <laughs> it, it'll be just them, Barcelona, and, and like Juventus. <laughs> We're getting our they new don't... asses kicked every week, but we're making lots of money. Right. They don't at this point. Their name is like synonymous with mediocrity. Like you got you pay the money to have good players, but they only show up half the time. So, we don't deserve to be in any European competitions. We need to earn those back. We also need to earn our fans back. Yeah. For sure. Um, Inter Milan win Serie A, ending Juve's nine-year run. Juve also might not qualify for the Champions League as they're on the brink of, I think, fourth or fifth place. Um, There's some promotions across the English pyramid. Uh, Norwich and Watford have been promoted from the Championship. Brentford, Swansea, Bournemouth, and Barnsley are in the playoffs. Hull City and Peterborough have been promoted from League One. Blackpool, Sunderland, and Lincoln City have secured playoff spots. Oxford and Portsmouth are fighting for that last playoff position. And Cheltenham have secured promotion from League Two. Um, Cambridge, Bolton, and Morecambe will fight for the other two automatic promotion spots. Uh, Cambridge are on 77, Bolton on 76, and Morecambe on 75. One game left in all of those leagues. Um, I think they all play this Saturday. So if you can find them anywhere on some illegal streams over here, why not watch some dramatic English football? Yeah, Hall City Tigers making our way back to the top league eventually. Maybe one day they'll finish above Arsenal. <laughs> the year Arsenal gets relegated will be the year. <laughs> It all goes up. I'll just be like, okay, I got, I got my got my easy switch. <laughs> and our next final, uh, Portland Thorns will face what? Not North Carolina. <laughs> the New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC in the NWSL Championship Final this Saturday at noon. Both teams went undefeated in their groups. Thorns, three wins, one draw. Gotham, two wins, two draws. What an upset. Yeah, and if you're having trouble remembering this, it is just Batman versus Poison Ivy. So. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, that would be like a great tifo if, if 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 they could get that going. Um, but I'm I'm, I'm happy for Gotham that they uh got it got to be the surprise team this year. Yeah, I think we're we're all team Gotham on this on this uh, podcast. Have you have you seen the Snyder cut? No. Okay. I think there, I haven't either, but I'm pretty sure there's a part where uh, Cyborg, who I don't know, Ray Fisher? Victor Fish? Victor? I don't remember what his real name is, but he's a, like a, a, a football player, American football player for like Gotham University. And they're playing like the Wisconsin Badgers, which like takes <laughs> like, like, oh, that, I guess that's real, but also like why I do that when I just have a, like a made up team so i think it's yeah, funny like, like if they would instead of having the football game if they just had like gotham fc playing the portland poison ivies <laughs> that would have been great oh. we move on to our last segment of the episode the shootout which definitely was not stolen from a local hockey podcast called 10k ranks it's it's fun. They talk about the wild, and the, there's just the face off. But it's, it's the same. It's the same thing. But going to the shootouts. I'll start. Eden, 
Hazard under fire from Spanish media for talking to his former teammates after Chelsea knocked Real Madrid out of the Champions League. For real, like, they were, like, super mad at him for, like, saying hey to, like, Indolo Conte and, like, having fun with his teammates and, like, chatting. They're acting as if he, like, drunk of a burning car into an orphanage. It's ridiculous. <laughs> But yeah, yeah kind of, kind of like that one Spanish Chelsea player, Alonso, who did get like vehicular manslaughter for drunk driving like ages ago. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Oh, but good news, guys. Hazard apologized. That's ridiculous. That's just media being <laughs> fucking over sensationalist, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, it's the Spanish media they're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. Uh, speaking of something that does uh, deserve headlines, there's a huge protest at Old Trafford. Uh, that caused the Manchester United-Liverpool match to be postponed. Uh, fans broke into the stadium, got onto the field, and caused some major property damage. Uh, there's also reports that apparently two uh, police officers had to be hospitalized for injuries. So um, there was some violence there. Um, and even prior to that, there had been reports of rowdiness at, at the hotel, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't advocate violence and endangering people. So I guess I should say like these they they took it too far, but I understand why they're so angry. Yeah, I understand why they're angry. Um, they obviously want the owners, the Glazers, out mm-hmm. of their club. They've wanted this for a long time. This whole European Super League kind of pushed everything over the edge, and yeah, I had to do without the violence, but I mean. Breaking out of the pitch is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that stuff is pretty funny. Who cares about property damage, but... I don't know. Yeah. Maybe don't send in police to beat people up if you don't want violence. That's true. Uh, it's well-documented. Police like to, uh, to kettle protesters and then thus incite violence. So yep. When you put uh, you push somebody into a corner, the natural reaction is to try to fight their way out. And there is some... Uh, video of I think three tops just wailing on a guy they tackled. So <laughs> they don't have guns. <laughs> oh god. God. Uh, hey Tab. Anyway, uh Timothy Chandler signed their contract extension with Eintracht Frankfurt, uh the US International um signed the long contract that would extend is or would um extend after his playing days and would include a position with the team, either in their front office or their coaching staff, after he is he has uh, hanged up his boots. So that's pretty exciting to see. Yeah, especially if they make the Champions League this year. Oh, <laughs> I'm hoping, man. Speaking of the Champions League, uh, there will be a definite American winner for the first time since Jovan Karofsky, the 1997 yep. Borussia Dortmund player. Either Christian Pulisic for Chelsea or Zach Steffen will lift the cup. Predictions? I'm, I'm hoping for Pulisic, just because of my household. Just uh, Taylor's a Chelsea sense. fan, but also I don't want to see Man City win, the, win another trophy. Okay. I want Pulisic's the, I, been... I want, I want this to be their white whale. <laughs> they always did so close, but they never did it. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Um, I, I can't... Under, like, I think Pep would have, like, a mental breakdown at this point. Because, like, oh. it's, like... In his head, he, like, he's the guy who, like, is OCD about perfection. Like, per, his perfect soccer game. Like, mm-hmm. even when his players are, like, winning 4-0, he's, like, yelling at them about, like, not being perfect. 
And so in his head, like, if he loses, like, finally makes it to the final, finally the trophy that he hasn't been able to get with Man City is in reach, and he loses to Chelsea. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> and it could happen because, you know, Chelsea beat them in the in the FA Cup semifinal, so. And Thomas Tuchel has really done wonders with this Chelsea defense. Mm-hmm. They're very hard to break down, and Edouard Mendy in goal has been a brick wall. So. Yeah, Mendy's like, he's a... Uh, Round of applause to him because he really showed up to that second leg, especially. I saw, I don't remember what year it was, but like recently he thought about retiring. Like he's only he's in his like mid twenties. I'm glad he didn't because he's really fun to watch and really good. And our last news item of the shootout. Um, bad news if you're a fan of the red side of Rome. Uh, Jose Mourinho is. The new coach of Roma. Our thoughts and prayers go out to Chris Smalling and Henrik Mkhitaryan, who left <laughs> Manchester United to get away from him, <laughs> only to see him come to their greener pastures to make them wither once again. He like shows up in the locker room. There's just like ominous thunder in the background. It's like you never escape me. I am the the great one. I am it's the like- chosen one. It's like in Young Frankenstein, whenever that person's name is said, uh, the, there's like streams and thunder. From Jose. <laughs> a horse whinnies and runs away. Yeah, uh, so Roma, I hope you are looking forward to your very boring football and a 10th place finish next year. Hooray. Also, I think I saw he's making $12 million. Eight of those will be paid by Tottenham. <laughs> I was wondering, like, what, like, if that nullified the contract, but no. No. So no. yeah, <laughs> they weren't smart enough to put that in there. Come on. Well, that's it for this, uh, the shootout. Uh, Sasha, do you have any? Um, do you have any? Do you have any social medias? <laughs> do you have any social medias? Those those social medias that people are on nowadays. Yeah, I have one. One social medias. Uh, <laughs> I'm on. <laughs> I'm on Instagram. Uh, at Alexander Sore Sloth. I am on Twitter at Real Caleb FC. I'm on Instagram at Caleb Olson seven one six. The podcast is at TWO United Fans on across all platforms. Um, special, special thanks to Tectonics for the use of their song "Lustless" as our theme music. Find them on Bandcamp, SoundCloud, YouTube. I think still Facebook. Um, also, shout out to our lead commissioner, Eric Olson. Hi, Dad. At the $20 tier, you get a shout out at the end of every episode. Um, anything else? Let's go, Minnesota Wild. Yeah. And, and also the Loons, but also the Wild. Been doing pretty well. They're, the, take it to, yeah. Yeah, they're the team that has the best chance of winning a trophy <laughs> this year. So, go Wild. And with that... As always, shout out to the mad villain, MF Doom. Rest in peace.